season uh hopefully one of many more uh we are just trying different things out with these uh the last one we did our favorite spooky movies and today we are going to talk about somewhere that we've actually visited which is the ottawa jail hostel also if you can hear beautiful mexican music in the background it's because we're recording from our hostel <laughs> yes and it's quite unrelenting it's quite enjoyable yeah i like it it definitely reminds you that you're in mexico at all times constantly <laughs> there's also a little truck that drives around and plays like a, it sells gas yeah. and it sells a little truck it drives around playing a little tune how does the tune go i've heard it, it a thousand like a times walking bird well it's like do 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 or something That's like that sounds like too to me, it sounds like a squawking bird, and I was like, is this a bird? And then I realized it was repetitive, and then I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. But yeah, I guess it is just like... There's a lot of cars coming by now, too, so apologies. I hope it's not too terrible. Yeah. Okie dokie. So, uh, we both took a little piece of the history. So, uh -huh. we went and stayed there. When did we go stay there? Last year. So, what was it, July? Yeah, probably about July. Um, it's a very interesting place, so um, I actually, I think you should start because you did a lot about the history of it, didn't you? Yeah, okay, so um, I'll just get into it. So, um, the hostel before was a hostel. It was the Ottawa Jail, or also known as the Carleton County Jail, is how Kat says to pronounce it. It's spelled G-A-O-L. Yeah, I think it's Old English. So it could be jail. Um, or Gale. Yes. Um, it was opened in 1862. It served as the capital's local jail for over a century. Um, it is a three and a half story stone structure. Um, although there was like eight or nine levels, so I'm not really sure how this is a three and a half story stone structure. But unless there's like two floors. It was a lot of floors, wasn't there? Yeah, so. Did they add, like, build extra onto it? I don't I thought that they would have. But. No, it looked pretty old. Like, it looks pretty, like, intact. Um, but yeah, so the Carlton County Jail was the first jailhouse to be built in the Ottawa area. The structure was built next door to the courthouse and it was connected by a tunnel, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But also. It not entirely necessary. I guess like if it's like cold minus forty, people would appreciate having a tunnel connected to that. Oh and yeah, I guess back also, in like oh god, I can't even imagine living in Canada in the old days. Yeah, it just sounds like torturous. Also, I assume that like once you're getting convicted for something, you would literally just walk that tunnel to the jail. Yeah. So, I guess no it more is handy. like last bit of sight. Well. Same low, more like sight of the outside, but that jail like didn't really have windows. Didn't it get like freezing yeah. at night and stuff because they didn't really have windows or anything? Yeah. yeah. Or like, well, not glass in the windows or I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there was glass in the windows. I think it was just like holes in the walls in like certain areas. Or maybe shutters or something. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so the Carlton County Jail is recognized for its historical value as one of the area's earliest prisons, 
Um, I think it's probably like one of the first 10 prisons in Canada, I would assume, other than obviously the indigenous people probably had their own kind of structure. I don't think they had jails, but I think they obviously had their own. Probably had their own like legal system. Yeah, so I don't want to discount the indigenous people because you were there before everyone else um, and you should be counted. Um, So at the time, this jail was actually a really modern facility in Canada. Um, but just because it was modern didn't mean luxury, but actually this was a place of intense suffering. So I'll just tell you a little bit about what the prison life was like back then. So in the late 1800s, when this jail opened, punishment was different. Um, with overcrowding, disease, and widespread abuse, the abuse was actually at the hands of the guards and not at the hands of the inmates. So I guess like back in the day, inmates didn't actually really attack each other. And it wasn't like how it is now where like you were more fearful of the inmates. Back then it was you're actually fearful of the guards, which is unfortunate because there's nothing you can do about that. Wasn't there, I don't know if you speak about this, but I remember they said they designed the building in such a way that even though they so that they could hear things from like one end of a corridor they could hear people whispering because of the acoustic design yes. of the tunnel yes or the room yeah um and that they had a uh, i remember one of the rooms like the kitchen or something that used to be some, like a holding area they had like a letterbox viewer mm-hmm. so the inmates never knew if they were being watched or not because you couldn't see out of it so you could be being watched by a guard at any time so just inbred paranoia Yes, which is, I think, a lot of the, I don't want to say the best jails, but the more modern facilities use psychological torture Mm -hmm. in that way, yeah. Which is fucked. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that solitary confinement is still a thing that's allowed to be done to people. I think that is the most brutal, horrendous thing to do to someone. Yes. Even if they have done a terrible crime, that is just like... It, yeah, it shouldn't be allowed in my mind. No, it shouldn't be. Um, and like places like um, Alcatraz where you're stuck on an island is like psychological. Um, there was that what famous jail or experiment where like there was like the, the, the called like the eye where like there was a Panopticon. tower. Yeah, yeah, the tower in the middle that was like looking at everybody but no one could see if they was looking and no one, somebody could be in there, somebody could not be in there. But the inmates didn't know and so psychologically they thought they were constantly being watched and when they're being watched I guess like they perform better or they're better who was that designed by I lived on a road that had his last name and I've seen his no yeah because at uh, Bentham Jeremy Bentham I think I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure he's the guy who designed the Panopticon mm. and I when I was looking at universities went to UCL uh, so like London University to like check it out and they have his head there. Uh, his head. His head. Yes. And Why, it's where's like, his body? Well, I don't know. As far as I know, it's like a stuffed body, and they bring out the head like once a year and shove it back on the body. No. And you can like look at it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure when I was there, it's just is like he, a stuffed he... body. Is it because With they no hate head. him or do they like him? They like him. I think he was like maybe one of the, st- he was a student or professor there. Can I ask? So you <laughs> like somebody. So what you do is you chop off their head after death and then annually. <laughs> Just you bring it out and put it on a stuff uh, you, you, sh- you do a little event where everyone stares at your decapitated body. 
and watches I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like is this real am I just imagining this is this like a fucked up dream I had because it doesn't sound right now I've said it out loud if this is real we should make an episode on this specifically with pictures I feel like I remember it happening but now you've said it like now I've told another person and I'm like Wait. I really hope this is a dream. <laughs> I, hope it, I hope it's either. I hope it's a dream and I, <laughs> I think you're just an insane person. I feel like that's a thing. That they, but like, I, I feel like no, real. it wasn't a decapitated head in the cabinet. They had a fake head in the cabinet, but then they have his real head. I don't know if that's better or worse. <laughs> oh, there you oh go. man. Okay, well, you guys should look into this. We are also going to look into this. Okay, no, that's right. They have his real head, but they have a fake head on the body. But I feel like they do sometimes put the real head on the body. I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, cat is insane. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez. How did we get off? We're so off course. I have no idea. It happens fairly frequently. Uh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, back to the prison. Um, the violence and the death tolls were high. Um, and there was also stories that we heard when we did a little tour that guards just threw people off of the higher floors and that they just went go plummeting to their death. Well, the, the staircases now have, like, grills on them, don't they? Because not only did the guards throw them off, I think loads of prisoners just jumped because yes. it was preferable. Yes. To yeah. being stuck in, like, that hell hole. Yeah. It's, like, one of those, like, old school staircases where, mm, like, yeah, like you could just... Like a real windy and yeah. very tall and skinny in the middle. Yeah, and I um, I guess like, how did it even work? I I can't. I think it was like the fourth floor was the guards' floor, mm. and then like the eighth floor was like the the last rites or it's like, like death, death row, death row, yeah, or seventh floor or something, yeah. Yeah, um, we were on we were on the fourth floor, so mm-hmm. I think we had like the nicer. I don't think they rooms. let guests stay on the top floors because they they have the most like hauntings and stuff up there. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty spooky. That's for sure. Um, I had a very weird energy. Very heavy. Well, I could barely. Energy. I could barely sleep. Like I just kept thinking there was just things there, just staring at me and like trying to grab my attention. And it was very uncomfortable. And a lot of people report that. Yeah. Um. So, the prisoners in the jail included men, women, and children. Um. There's usually up to 150 prisoners. That would be forced to share 60 small cells that were one by three meters. Which is tiny. They've made the rooms bigger for, obviously, people now to stay in. Yeah. And then there was 30 larger cells, two by three meters, as well as six solitary confinement units. Um, Inmates um, included murderers, the mentally ill, and those incarcerated for minor infractions such as drunk and disorderly conduct, which is messed up. So, like, what, you were just drunk on the streets and then you get stuck in this prison where guards will just kill you willy-nilly and you're in this, like, small cell where there's, like, disease spreading. And Weren't a lot of them people who were just trying to come to Canada as well? Yeah, so, um, the worst offenders were treated poorly with starvation. Uh, food served only once a day, which is messed up. And most of the women and children uh, were from poor families or foreigners. Um, and they, some of the poor families were forced to take on a lot of debt. And then when not paid, the prison became their home. Um, imagine that. That'd be like a lot of people this day. Like mm-hmm. having so much debt, you would just get stuck in a prison. 
Um, and then, yeah, so like a lot of the foreigners don't even think they did anything. I think they were literally just trying to come to Canada. And but then they're for quarantine, I think, or yeah. something. And they just left them there, or they died in there. Yeah, so um, I think the story was that there was like 150... So the, obviously these, these numbers are probably different than what actually is true. Mm-hmm. And on the tour it says um, that there was like 150 foreigners, men, women, and children in the basement. And there was just like diseases being spread. And there were um, dead bodies just laying there and they didn't come clean them up. And so you're living with one meal a day if that and disease and dead bodies around you with your family just because what you're trying to come to Canada for a better life. Just so dark, man. Yeah. There's so much dark history in Canada that oh, no one knows about. God, probably the darkest. Yeah. Um so um yeah, some entire family is called the jail home. Um inmates were mostly left alone um and life in the prison was a test of patience as all day and night you lived in a tiny cell and were only allowed to walk the confinements of the cell um down in the basement where the solitary confinement or what they call the hole it was a place to avoid um punished men were stripped naked chained face down on a cold stone floor and left alone for 23 hours and 45 minutes every day allowed only 15 minutes to stretch and often they were lying in their own feces um freezing from the canadian cold winters it's horrendous it's like that's even worse than solitary confinement now because you're chained down you can't even move well yeah your your face is in your own feces yeah like if you so fucked and then like you're if you pee and then it freezes like, just imagine that. I think, like, just loads of them would have died in there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think at that point you probably would rather just, mm. like, not be around anymore. Uh, so also in the basement was the quarantine, which is what you were talking about, that housed immigrants um, suspected of being diseased. So it was really just any foreigner. Yeah, you could just be like, I don't like the way you look to me. Oh, have you just got here? Oh, you might be diseased. Come here. Yeah, or, like, you have, like, a mental illness. A lot of people with mental illnesses were also just... Well, the place is a breeding ground for creating mental illness as well. You're chaining naked people down in freezing cold conditions and just leaving them there to rot for 24 hours a day. Yeah. Because imagine, like, a lot of people you know in your own personal life that have mental illnesses, they would just get snatched up and put in there Mm -hmm. just for nothing. Mm -hmm. Or a foreigner. Like, it's crazy. Um... So there's, I guess they say that the energy left from the entire families succumbing to the sickness is still in that space, um, and that that's why there's a lot of dark energy, specifically in the basement, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is interesting, because now in the hostel, there is, um, that's where, like, the breakfast is. Yeah, it's kitchen. Yeah. Which is weird. So you just start off your morning with... The ghosts of hundreds of poor souls that die. It's a weird. It is a weird idea, and I, I kind of, something makes me feel weird that they even made it into a hostel. Like, what are they trying to do there? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like it would be some sort of energy pool. Yeah. So, Um, um, the hole or the basement is an area of focus for many psychics drawn to the basement um, near the laundry room, uh, which is. The laundry room is near the, um, the, 
con- solitary confinement, and there's only there is still an example of where the men were chained naked to the floor, like mm-hmm. they kept it completely exactly. Yeah, we the same. saw it, didn't we? Yeah, I so you see the chains still in embedded in the stone ground, um, yeah. and like some people, when you go on the tour, you're able to like look around on it and like experience what it's like, and it's freezing in there. And we were there in the summertime. Yeah, we were there. It was like July, and oh, it's hot at that time of year. Yeah, fucking hell! I can't even. I can't even. I don't know how anyone survived it. Yeah, so so um, it remained in operation as a prison until 1972. Um, And in uh, 1972, the prison closed, and it became a youth hostel that it is today. Um, I love that it just went straight from one to the next. I know, there's like, seems like there was very little time between, and then they were just like, oh, well, I'll just make it a you. Like, what? Yeah. And can you imagine staying there in 1972? I bet they hadn't really done very much to it. Cleaned it or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would assume they would have cleaned it. No, I know, but like, (laughs) I don't know. Who knows how. Bad bad vibes in there, I'm sure. Um, so... They purchased it and converted the building. Um, much of the structure is still intact, allowing guests to experience spending a night in jail. Um, the top floor, which served as the jail's death row, has been restored to much of its original condition, and daily tours are conducted. If you stay there, I don't know if it's the same all the time, but when we stayed there, we got a tour for free. Yes, the next I day. think I think that is a thing that they have most of the time. Yeah. If you're, like, stay the night there. Yeah, and it was pretty inexpensive for us to go there, too. Um, and there were, it was kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. But, like, if that's what you're into, which, if you're listening to our podcast, you're probably a little bit into that. They also had a cool thing, though, that outside all of the cells, they had something about each, pri- like, a bunch of prisoners that had been in there. Yeah. Like, a bit of information about them. Yeah, we were in, um... Whose was it? Jeremy Latimer or something like that? He was like a drunk or a thief or yeah, something. It, it tells you why they were in the jail. Yeah. I, I can't remember if it tells you much about them. Yeah. But it was interesting. At least it gave them some kind of like humanity. Oh, yeah. Um. So I I don't know how much of a mini so this is going to be. <laughs> but... um. I just did a bit about the ghost. I haven't got super amounts of information, but... So, the most famous ghost from the Ottawa jail is a man named Patrick J. Whelan, who was hung for the murder of Darcy McGee in 1869, though he vehemently claimed his innocence right up to his execution. After the execution, his body was supposed to be sent to Montreal to be buried with his family, but his wishes weren't honoured and they just buried him at the jail instead uh, apparently he now walks the halls of the gallows where he was hanged it seems other ghosts haunt the area too hotel guests have heard footsteps disembodied voices and other baffling sounds coming from the gallows which is a pretty obvious place that they'd be hanging out i suppose mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure they had especially for him i think he who they were talking about in the tour that they, like, people could watch from outside because the gallows were so high, even though the walls in the courtyard are really high, that they had doors that opened that showed them dropping through yes. to be hanged, which is just fucked up. Well, yeah, they kind of made it, like, an event, yeah. wasn't it? Like, they didn't have much going on those days, so watching a hanging was, well, like... there was a thing, I presume they did it here as well, but, like, back in the day, um, went on, like, a tour of Edinburgh, yeah. And they said, like, people used to make it, like, a collection. Like, they would 
when they beheaded people, they would bring a hanky and dip it in the blood, and it would be like a souvenir. No. Yeah. Ugh. Which is just fucked. So messed up. Um, so these aren't. So he's not the only ghost, or the ghosts around there aren't the only ones. Uh, what currently serves as the car park was dug up to build the bridge next to it. Uh, and they found 149 bodies just in one corner of the courtyard and they didn't even dig up the rest of the courtyard. So they were just murdering people left, right and centre. The place is just full of people who probably no one knows what happened to them, like their families or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's rumoured to be extremely haunted, obviously, uh, and have enormous amounts of negative energy. Um, one of the worst places is the hole, as you previously mentioned, where they used to, to put the people in electric confinement, um, being chained to the wall and that. So obviously there's like imprints of like that bad juju and energy down there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people report that they feel a strange, ominous energy that seems to engulf them when they enter that area. Yeah. Uh, many guests at the Ottawa Jail Hostel have claimed that they've heard sounds of uh, crying and screaming, and they usually associate that with the basement where they kept all the women and children. Um, if you visit the hotel... Um, sorry, I just, like, completely <laughs> wrote a terrible note there, and I can't read what I was trying to say. Anyway, so... <laughs> Sorry about that. The women and children. Yeah, um, so that's where people often hear that they hear them screaming and things like that. Uh, someone there, which I don't remember hearing about on the tour, but potentially we did, uh, said that there was a note left hidden, um, which was found in the wall of one of the cells where someone claimed to be a vampire as well. No. Yeah, right? That's cool. So some people say it might be a poetic reference to a more spiritual vampire that haunts the jail, like an energy vampire. Um, and staying there, you could definitely feel, like, mm -hmm. even just as a guest, you know? Let alone being stuck there. Like, yeah. um, So there's a few recorded instances that have been attributed to this vampire. Uh, in 1994, uh, two, uh, two uh, labourers were staying... Uh, the night in one of the old in the old governor's quarters uh, one man woke up in the middle of the night to see a shadow standing in the doorway he went to town on the light and the light bulb exploded and a shadow darted into the wall like jumped into the wall uh, later on uh, laborers found a secret tunnel behind the very same wall um, which led all around the the hostel um, the old governor's son also had uh, an entire personality change after playing in the stairwell outside the same quarters. He suddenly became frightened of the dark and his personality overhaul was based on the vampire. Hmm. So, and the hostel has also been called one of Canada's most haunted buildings. Yeah. So, I'm just thinking a lot of bad stuff went on there and there's a lot of energy in there. Oh, yeah. And I'm surprised they haven't had more, like, poltergeist instances, but... Maybe because it's such a busy hostel most of the time, they haven't really noticed because yeah. guys tend to move things and slowly open, like, you know, push doors open and throw things and that, but you might not catch that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think it's like, obviously, there's always the energy of the people. 
that yeah you can have like drunk people who aren't gonna notice you're also gonna like you think you hear stuff but you also probably think it's just people at the hospital i wonder if like, you can hear everything yes yes you can because of the like, way that building is designed yeah like you can hear everyone go to the washroom you can hear everybody the washroom is actually very nice yeah it's a night it's very swanky some of it yeah, yeah um the other thing is i'm wondering i know i said like it was weird we said it was weird that they turned it into a hostel but do you think that they did that because someone knew that at least putting people in there who were having a good time would like level out some of the bad energy or That's something? That's not a bad thought. Yeah, that would make sense. You know? Yeah. Because otherwise it's just this hole of horrendous. Oh yeah, because like what would you change it into? You know, well, I mean? you'd like, have to probably... knock the building down, but you probably weren't allowed because it was a listed building or something. Yeah. Because so. it's historical and stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It honestly probably was the best option for it was to be turned into a hostel. And it's mm-hmm. so cool and then people get to experience it. Mm-hmm. So we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't know how many it was, but we tried. <laughs> it's very hard to chop down sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you should go stay there if you if you get the opportunity. It's definitely for one night. I don't know if you want to stay there much Ooh. longer than that. And let us know if you experience anything or you feel anything yes. when you go there. Or if you've had any previous experiences, if you've been there before, let us know what Yeah, kind we of want stories. to hear your stories. That'd, That'd be, be super awesome. cool. Yeah. So as usual, you can email us at noshamesideshow@gmail.com. You can find us on TikTok at Strange Stuff Sideshow, Instagram Strange Stuff Sideshow. And Patreon, where we're going to hopefully have a bunch of these weird little random mini-sodes out for you. Or medium-sodes, because they're not really mini. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we love you. Have a lovely day. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.